Hi, this is Nick from Paranormal Research Investigators UK. Uh, we're going to talk about smell and taste as part of the sequence of podcasts that we're doing on, on senses and, and the, the relationship it has with the paranormal. Um, as I say, we feel that we've got one or two sort of personal experiences where we've come across this. So um, I'll hand you over to Andy, as I say... Uh, He's our anchor man when it comes to the things, uh, all things uh, paranormal. So here's Andy, and uh, Andy, smell and taste, what do you know? Right, well one thing I know about taste is I've not come across any uh, information or stories or books whereby someone's had a paranormal uh, incident with taste. No, so I, I don't agree. I, yeah. If there's anybody out there listening to this and they have, please do re- respond and let us yes. know what it is, yes. what happened. Um, you know, I must admit, I've been to one or two restaurants where I've uh, felt that taste may have uh, been influenced by the paranormal, but uh, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, but I think what what happens with paranormal activity and smell is uh, interesting because there are certain themes and patterns and uh, there seems to be certain types of smell reported more than others mm, yeah. and I'll just go through the list now that I've uh, put together that um, that I'm aware of so the smell of rotten flesh is one that people have yes. uh, reported yeah. uh, burning flesh uh, the smell of burnt sulphur mm-hmm. um, what's interesting is sulphur smell is also reported in some UFO cases and ball lightning a ball lightning has sulfur smell as well yeah. reported people report uh, the smell of perfume uh, in paranormal activity mm-hmm. come come from nowhere uh, cigar smoke cigarette smoke people reported um, the 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 smell of flowers yes um yeah. common isn't it yeah uh, coconut for some reason don't know what that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> coconut yeah the fire smoke uh, when there's no fire yeah they've yeah. reported that uh, and people have also reported smells that have been connected to the land previously so okay. if, if the land if the house has been built on a specific land mm. there might have been something around that area before the house was built that the smells for some reason have, have come out and, yeah. and people have uh, noticed it yeah uh, rotten eggs, uh, hy- sulfur. Yeah, so this yeah. hydrogen sulfide H two S gas. Uh, yeah. It can naturally occur when organic material is broken down by, by bacteria. Sure. Um, and it can actually be highly flammable and explosive when trapped in small areas. Mm. So I don't know if you ever had one of my farts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, think that. I think we'll quickly move on. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have unfortunately. Rot. rot- <laughs> Rotten decay and death, people report that. You know, the smell of that, yeah. of, of rotten body. Uh, ammonia, people report the foul, foul smell of ammonia and yes. paranormal activity. Uh, musty smells. Um, some of the nicer ones have reported as apple pie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, right. yeah, go for that. Vanilla. Um, leather as well, people have reported. Well, yes, yeah. yes, as... as I'll be able to tell you later on, but uh... and just one before you give some of your personal experiences, um, just one thing to mention is that 
smells can appear and disappear like a light switch is on and off. So rather than a smell disappear slowly, you know, people can report it like being here one second and gone mm. the next. Mm. Yeah, well, let's, uh, mm. as I say, ties in with my my sort of story. But um, it's it's an interesting thing that just coming back to this thing about the, the sulphur, because obviously uh, I think ionisation um, is one of the factors that can create that sort of smell. And obviously sulphur has links to the devil. So, you know, I mean, it's folklore um, seems to sort of tip into uh, our sort of our, our common perception. So that that's quite an interesting uh, observation. But, but um, I think I think the stories that uh, are come to light, and and these these are quite common, particularly um, stories of bereavement. Um, uh, certainly, uh, my wife she lost her sister in a car accident all thirty thirty years ago, um, and she had an experience where she smelled perfume, um, and obviously it was the perfume that her sister used to wear. Um, again, you, you think that there is a, a psychological factor, perhaps at uh, play there, that. You know, it, 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 it's some sort of comfort that you, you, you feel that, that that person is still around one way or another. But it's quite an interesting factor because uh, a lot of people experience that. Um, more recently, some friends, uh, they lost one of their own friends who's a renowned pipe smoker. I think he'd actually won awards for it. I don't know how you get pipe uh, smoking awards, but he was, a, he was a prolific pipe smoker and known for it. Um, and was sort of a, a pipe smoker of the year uh, person. Um, and at his funeral, they felt that they could smell pipe smoke. They were talking to one of the uh, this gentleman's friends, or I don't know his relation actually, and he said he'd had a similar experience. Um, again, it's sort of linked to death that idea that 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 person, something that they're known for, is is still about. Um, I think uh, the most curious thing that's happened to me in terms of smell was walking our dogs in Norbury Park, which is a park in the Surrey Hills, not to be confused with Norbury, sort of in London, heading um, to sort of the other side of Croydon. Um, but uh, we, that's my wife and me, uh, decided to take in a view. There was a park bench or a bench on the edge of this forest, which is part of Norbury Park, overlooking a meadow down into the Mole Valley. And uh, we were sitting there and I suddenly could smell a, a very intense smell of leather. And more or less uh, at the same time that I, I could smell this, my wife Louise suddenly sort of piped up, um, I could smell leather, I could smell leather. And it was really wrong, strong, it was, it was quite intense. Um, I suppose... To embellish the story slightly, our, our dogs, one's a Collie and one's a Jack Russell, the Jack Russell started to get quite agitated and was barking at the bench. Now, you know, it's it's easy to sort of misinterpret a, a dog, you know, barking at you, but obviously you, you do feel that there was perhaps a link. But what was interesting was that the, the smell came on very strongly and suddenly. I know Andy mentioned about that smells can do this, but, but when you're in the open, you don't expect that to happen. There was nothing nearby that have created that. I mean, you're, you're in a, a, a total rural environment. You're not near any sort of tanning processes. Um, you naturally think that there's something, a tree or, or some sort of um, 
plant that could have given off the smell. We actually got in touch with uh, the Royal Horticultural, the Royal Horticultural <laughs> Society. Thank you very much for that. I put my teeth back in. And uh, they weren't able to sort of throw any light on it. You know, we suggested that they might be able to uh, throw some light on perhaps a fungus or a tree bark or something like that, but uh, but they weren't. And, in fact, I got in touch with the uh, the managers of the uh, the estate, which and that's what it used to be, and they weren't aware of any other experiences. You, you, you tend to dig and try and find out a little bit more about the location. Um, there is a, a link with Druids. In fact, that particular area of the wood was known as Druids Grove, and there was uh, evidence, or has been evidence, that uh, Druids had some sort of presence. But, you know, it is, again, it just embellishes the story. But it, it was it was unusual. Um, and as quickly as the smell came, it went... Um, we have been back to the same spot and haven't experienced it um, but it just seemed intriguing um, but it was this really intense smell as if somebody was standing so close to you it was almost in your face and in fact Louis sort of compared it to being like in a handbag shop you know where there would be quite a strong smell of leather or uh, you know or, you know leather goods it, it, it just didn't uh, it just didn't sort of fit um, really with the countryside Um very unusual so you know that that's some of the experiences I've had um, again a bit subjective like everything else because it's a personal experience um, you know there, there could be no proof um, certainly where there's bereavement involved um, as I say there, there are I think strong psychological reasons why why people may uh, pick up a, a smell and, and and associate it, regardless of whether it is a, a smell of that that particular perfume. You know, could it be another perfume a bit similar? You know, it, it's difficult to say. But of course, you're always likely to make that that association. So it, it, it's intriguing. I think I think for me, as um, if there's one person smelling it. Uh, that this, uh, then you could say maybe it is a bereavement issue and it's a comfort, a, yeah. a way of the brain giving you comfort. If two people are smelling it, um, and maybe not, and maybe they're both not going through bereavement. Maybe it's, you know, they are smelling something from a previous owner that used to live there of, of a particular pipe smoke, mm. or, and they don't know this other person, but they would rec- uh, the next door neighbour might recognise the smell. You know, then it kind of thinks, well, where's that smoke coming from? Uh, that smell coming from then? You uh, know, um, yeah. Um, or, you know, you can't rule out suggest the power suggestion if one person smells it. They say, oh, do you smell leather or do you smell this? Then the other person might be that way inclined to say, yes. okay, I do smell that now. Yes. Um, yeah. um, with all these things, you have to take the value of the, of the word of the person who experienced it. Yeah. I say I think with with the experience with that particular smell of of leather at uh, Norbury Park, it was it was just it was just the fact that we both smelt it, and and I think it wasn't a case of me suggesting to Louise. You know, she said before I could even say anything myself. You know, it must have sort of hit us both at the same time, uh, and obviously identified it as the same smell. Um, so that that made it quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly no no answers to that one. If anybody's aware of any plant, um, tree, uh, fungus that could sort of give off that kind of smell, um, I'd love to know because obviously that that would answer that that particular uh, question. 
I think for me, what's interesting is um, how when people report a negative paranormal experience, um, the smells associated with tend to be disgusting smells, yes. revolting smells. Um, or it might start off as a nice smell, like a perfume or a apple pie, and then turn into something that's rotten flesh and, you know, putrid. Yes. And yes. it's a bit like the clanging noises that are designed to irritate you. And then and the, and then the disgusting smells that are designed to irritate you and revolt you. Um, is there a is there some kind of intelligence behind that? That's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I I do get annoyed when people put their cultural norms onto it. You know, so the, the sulphur. Oh, it's got to be the devil. Got to be the devil. You know, got the devil in the house. Um, the, you know, it has to be. You know, it's sulphur. Um, you mean that is. You know, or, or the six six six. You know, the, in Latin, and you know, I, I do try to want to get away from that narrow tunnel of mm. belief that you know it's it's somehow linked to what the Bible says, and yeah. uh, and I just don't want to go down that route because whatever's happening is probably much bigger and broader yeah. than 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 what we can probably comprehend but but i guess you know the, the bottom line is that people who have a faith will interpret their experiences through that faith yeah um i don't think that's what we're about i mean we aren't people of faith so you know i, th I think we can sort of try and be rational in that sense um but anyway it, it's an interesting one and and i think that um you know smell does play its part in the paranormal um as Andy said, probably um, vision uh, and, and sound are, are the two main areas that, that people concentrate, but uh, but certainly smell is quite uh, up there as well. Yeah, and I think the, the next podcast we will be complete and will be uh, a summary of the senses and how you know we misperceive and what other alternative explanations there might be, which could include epilepsy could include other stuff as well so do listen for the next podcast yep and, sure uh, uh and thank you for uh it's a good job you can't smell us <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks again Thank <laughs> you.